episode 75, Michael Day. Welcome to Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless, dragging down the finest alpha minds on the planet for you. This episode is sponsored by The Alpha Ultimatum, launching this winter. This is an eight-week training. Get to the podcast. Okay, guys, so today we're here with Michael Day. He is a much-loved international psychic, astrologer, coach, and seminar leader. 20 years experience plus experience in the UK and guest spots in Barbados, New York, Miami, plus many celebrity clients. He uses tarot as a tool to assist him in his psychic readings. He's been featured on TV as a psychic, including a Channel 4 documentary on the predictions of Nostradamus. A unique player in the New Age scene. Um, it goes on and on. It's very impressive, and we haven't had anyone like Michael on Awaken Your Alpha yet, so I'm completely open and interested in this. Um, so firstly, Michael, are you ready to awaken your alpha today? Uh, certainly. <laughs> Lovely. So... Um, is there anything you'd like to add to your bio, or did that kind of cover it? Yeah, I think that's fine. I mean, really, I'm earning my money through doing coaching these days. Yeah. It's, much, it's just a lot easier to be coaching business people, and that's great. But I do love the work of spirit. It's, you know, it's kind of like what upstairs they're quite keen for me to do. But in the real world, you know, there's money in business coaching. That's kind of where the income is because you yeah. can do it the whole time but being psychic you have to get into a good state and be focused and and disciplined and you know and that's kind of what is uh, the real task in the modern age is to maintain that level of focus yeah and, I mean, and to do the work as i say yeah probably the only bit i missed off your bio was yeah about you are known as the coach the coaches and you've got celebrity clients actors artists corporation corporates such as bp and wpp how do you uh, how do you when you find a new client? What's some of the first things you go about doing? And I mean, I'm, is it completely wherever you want to start with this? Because my knowledge of you know tarot cards and this kind of area is definitely uh, open for improvement. Oh, okay. Well, people get very hung up on these things. It's really just about finding a system and finding a language that you can work with. Okay. I mean these. Uh, the ancient Greeks worked out human psychology two and a half thousand years ago, and we haven't learned much new since then. In other words, there's nothing new under the sun. Human psychology is complex, it's not simple, and they worked it out, you know, two and a half thousand years ago, what makes people tick. So the game is to find a language or um, um, a, um, a system of symbol that work for you, tarot, astrology. This is all kind of like a very good uh, map of the human psyche. Yeah. And once you've learned it, then you can kind of go into people's stories and see what they're up to and where they're going. It's more about finding what works for you as a system. I mean, they analyze the results of, you know, dozens of therapies and Freudian therapy and Jungian therapy. But in the end, they found out that what made the difference in healing was, did the client actually like the therapist? Was there a rapport? Yeah. Okay? It doesn't really matter what system you're using or how many diplomas you've got. Can you get into your client's world and does the client feel received by you? Uh, it's about getting in tune with people 
and also it's about seeing the power of the individual. So in the world of the psychic, the individual is sovereign, and that might be quite obvious to your listeners, but that's not true out there in the world. People are being constantly uh, drowned in other people's ideas, systems. But, but in my world, the individual is sovereign, which means that we're here to really look at the power of the individual and the power to uh, to change things, even to, uh, to change the world. So, um, and there's two films I want to use as a metaphor. Oh, lovely. Okay, can we... I think it's about kind of relating to popular culture. So the best film for this is uh, something called Inception. Oh, yes, I have seen that. Okay, so Inception, I think, is the closest film in popular culture that talks about what is really going on. Okay, so it talks about six levels of reality. And in the film... You keep waking up to different levels, but each level is a dream compared to the next level. And you never quite know when you've got to the end of it, when you've really, you know, woken up. Yeah, even right at the end of the film, I remember the very ending. And yeah, I've only seen it once, but I, I really want to see it again. It's a brilliant film. Well, that film, I had some kind of mystical experience because I was watching it in a certain state, and I really got the message. The next time, oh, that's just a film. But the first time I really got, this was a great teaching. Yeah. And I really felt it. So, and that's why at the end, you're never quite sure. This is kind of a bit like being in the world of spirit. You're never quite sure if you've got there. There's different levels, and you keep waking up. And these levels are parallel. It's like watching different soap operas and, you know, seeing how the plot unfolds. And you can catch it at a different time. And, and you can guess how things will end up, okay? So there's six different levels, six different plot lines, and they're all self-sufficient, but they're all interlinked to each other. And this is how the spirit world functions. So you, you can live a very ordinary life, and that's fine, by the way, because people have to function and get food on the table and go to work. And that's yeah. you know, really important that everyone no, does that. Definitely, yes. Yeah, There's all these different levels affecting us the whole time. Mm -hmm. And people get that sense in their dreams or in their romantic life of how deep things can go. Or people have you know, spontaneous spiritual experiences or even artificially induced ones. I mean, they all give people insights into different levels. The danger, of course, is that you can't come back to this one. Yeah. I'm very kind of grounded in how I approach people. Because I don't give people a false sense of escape. You're definitely here in this level. But it's good to get insights and clues and visions as to what's going on at other levels. Do they try and utilise you to just to kind of get a better balance? Or are they trying to sort of raise their level of performance in whatever it is they're choosing to do with their life? Well, the people who are already successful, they yeah. just want to get more success. I mean, I have some clients who just want to make more money, and I say, great, that is your path. I mean, whatever is a client's path, I work on that. So yeah. some people want to get more money or to be better at uh, running meetings or understanding uh, the people in their company. I'm really 
I love doing that because that also is very kind of in that uh, level of reality that's really important. Other people are obsessed with heartbreak and romance and <laughs> yeah. some degree of hope or just understanding what's happened, like why they are in their situation. Every individual is like a whole universe in miniature. And all these different universes keep bumping into each other. And you wonder why they can't get along. Okay? Because we're all built differently. We have our own view of what uh, is going on. So the, my job is to work with people to get over heartbreak. I mean, heartbreak is the number one enemy of spiritual progress, uh, closely followed by guilt. Okay? Okay. So now... Now, heartbreak is valid, it's important to go through it, but it can undermine your whole life performance if you're stuck. Trying to understand what's happened over the last five years or ten years and look at what's possible in the next year or, or the next two years, what can be created. And there's a big controversy in our, in our profession. You know, do psychics predict the future or do we just help to create the future? Yeah. But either way, people just jump from one level to another. And that's really amazing to see. And some people get stuck. And, you know, the desire is for everyone to move on to the next level as fast as possible and to get happy. Yeah. And, um, just, Michael, I'm really interested. And obviously, this isn't the sort of thing that they give you in sort of career guidance at school. I want to. I want to know about your origins. How did you get from like a young young lad and then a young man growing up? How did you come from that to then obviously flying around the world, working with some really sort of successful people in all different areas? How on earth did you get from one to the other? Could you tell us a little bit about like where you're originally from and how you yeah. came into this line of work? Well, the good news is I came from a totally mad family, and I found that out recently trying to get my father uh, buried. It's just a, it's quite a complex process to deal with family, as everybody out there knows. We came from quite a poor ba uh, background in the East End of London. Mm -hmm. And actually, the East End of London is, is a real hotbed of spiritualism. Um, it's like, like people who are suffering are close to spirit. I'm not recommending that, by the way, but that's just <laughs> what happens yeah. to people. You just get more sensitive to different realms. So I was kind of in that place, and at first I was very keen to escape. And um, I found a way by being very clever at school and doing quite well, uh, being quite academic. And I, but I didn't quite take me um, to my true career. I did work as a journalist. I travelled overseas, but nothing really big happened. Yeah. And one day I moved into uh, this hippie commune. They still had those things in the early 90s. <laughs> Whereabouts was that? That was in Haringey, North London. Okay. It's one of the last great, you know, hippie communes. I met someone there who said, I can get you a job in Peckham Market because our reader is unwell. I was still at a stage of reading books about tarot. I was fascinated by it. I've been to psychic classes, but I didn't really believe that, that would be my job. Even though I was very interested in the spirit world and had been to gurus, I always saw myself as a seeker, not yeah. a teacher. So I started off in 
Peckham Market, my first client, I still reading the book. You know, I was so naive. Listen, once you sort of take silver for a reading, you are initiated. It's you know, it's a very yes. subtle thing, but you kind of go from seeker to teacher. Yeah, you've crossed the threshold, and and I say you can only get to the level you're at now by going through all these people, all these clients, and you know, getting more in tune and getting better at it. Like like anything, you've got to you've got to practice and you've got to work on the craft. Totally, and also spirit guides you. You don't always know that is going to be your job. Spirit just pushes you. And after that, I got a job in um, the Brain Club, which was the first New Age nightclub in London, probably in England. Uh, and uh, I was doing sessions there, and I met someone who had a link to um, Barbados, and she got me out on a flight to Barbados quite fast. Brilliant. I'm a fan of Barbados. It's very nice. Oh, you've been there? Yeah, yeah, I went there. I was really lucky with my, we always had quite good holidays <laughs> so um you went by us twice but i haven't been for a long time but yeah absolutely it's lovely it's one of those secret power centers of the world i mean they try and keep it quiet but there's a lot of spirit energy going on there and an interesting mixture of cultures western uh, and caribbean all in the same place so i got out there and uh I'd booked a six-week flight. That really horrified my hostess because we had no clients booked at all. <laughs> but for some reason, I was quite an unusual character. We got clients for the whole six weeks. And actually, a lot of my career started from those people in Barbados who knew people in England. That got me started in the UK to have lots of clients and um, kept being featured in little magazines and the odd TV thing. I never really did it to make money. I was doing it to really help the client, to really get involved in their world. It was a real labor of love or labor of spirit. Job. You mentioned there about, you know, you sort of helped along your way and the, the, your hostess took you out there and different things. Throughout your career, where, this is our Yoda question, you know, who helped you kind of awaken your alpha and really get onto your path as a psychic and really, you know, get into the level that you, you're now capable of? Well, I think... As I said, like the first 20 years, you're working how spirit world works yeah. and how, and how it, you know, the spirit world is constantly talking to you and, and instructing you. And you have to just be aware of how subtle that process is and how blatant it can be. I've had many helpers. I got shipped out to Florida uh, by some Wall Street banker. That, that was quite nice. Because what it is that each person is linked to a tribe. And if you get one person really keen you get access to their tribe. And I love show business people. I've got a lot of actors and artists. And often the clients reflect parts of you. Like I love uh, being on the stage myself. I've had uh, you know, master coaches turn up who, kind of, who have million pound clients the whole time. And it's great meeting people. And you see also how arbitrary life is. Some people have a great gift for making money. And I want to emphasize that it's a spiritual gift. Yeah. Well, everyone can make money overnight, and nor should they. But some people, that is their path. And I, I never judge people. I mean, I've had murderers come into my room as clients. And they're all searching for a better life and all searching for forgiveness. Yeah, everyone ultimately is wanting their innocence. Okay, my job is to always come from that space, not to judge anyone 
or to be some kind of uh, preacher. It's yeah. very easy to start preaching at people. And you have to respect that most people are doing what works for them. And that might change or it might never change. I was to... going to ask with all, all these people you've worked with, and obviously you've clearly you've noticed similarities and different things, and they're all seeking you know, forgiveness and to get better. But what are some of the key mistakes that they're making in their everyday life when they when they come to you and obviously they, they, they want you to help them? What are some of the key mistakes people make in general that holds them back from reaching this higher level? Is there some common themes or things that people could quite easily you know, start to pay more attention to? Well, I would say that the clue is, is where are you carrying a heavy load that doesn't belong to you? Because you know, most people are quite nice, but some people are being weighed down. And that's why I start to talk about uh, families and ancestor spirits. Because what it is is that a lot of people get weighed down by family karma or history or yeah. what happened you know, to family members 100 years ago. I had one client uh, who came to me who was still suffering because her ancestor was in the gunpowder plot 400 years ago, for example. That's still affecting her family Whoa. even now. Okay, A huge amount of guilt. So I've had all kinds of interesting clients, you know, people who found the tomb of Tutankhamun. Everyone's got unusual characters in their family and a good exercise is to do like a little family chart back to your great-grandparents and seeing who is in your family tree because what happens to a lot of people I found that actually we're kind of repeating the stories of ancestors or family members it's like deep down we're trying to heal the family by taking on their pain and that is always a mistake okay because yeah. it, is, it, it isn't our job to be inheriting all that pain uh, now we are here to inherit um, the gifts and the blessings and the love but we're not here to take on the pain I had a lot of clients with money problems and you go back and they're grandfather was like a gambler who gambled all the family money away or the family house got burnt down uh, or other people with terrible persecution issues and the whole family have become refugees all these things get passed down and it's not to blame anyone it's just to be aware that you have to walk free uh, from that family matrix and step into your vision your power and not you know, be suffering the ghosts of the past. And I want to encourage people to be aware that their task is to move to their own center of power and not to be a victim of um, the curse of the family ghosts, we could say. Um, Michael, I wanted to ask you, um, what do you fear? Is, or are you fearless? <laughs> I'm not fearless, but um, I've learned what works. Because once you're psychic, you have to be aware of that. Like You're not going to be the same as other people. So you have to look after yourself. Because many psychics go a bit crazy. You have to stay focused and grounded and not take yourself too seriously. Also, you have to avoid drugs. You have to avoid excessive alcohol. Because once you're sensitive, that's it. There's no going back. You've opened up certain energy centers. You can't take risks. Yeah. Now, 
you can go traveling, have a great time, have a beer, but you can't go crazy like you see most people doing. You have to look after all your energy vehicles. That's important because you can get jealous of what other people are doing, but we all have to live by our spiritual function, by the path we've chosen. So it's not so much fear as being aware that sometimes we have to protect ourselves from negative people or negative situations because our job as a sensitive means we're more exposed to different uh, fluctuations in energy and we can't take risks with that. Yeah. I mean, everyone's journey's always either got potential mistakes or times when things didn't go quite as, as they'd planned and it might have gone a little bit wrong. Um, what's the time when it really just all went wrong? <laughs> Is there anything that springs to mind where it really just, it was a good learning experience, but it all went very wrong? It's never gone badly wrong, thank God, because I've been Brilliant. protected. <laughs> but I've had the odd crazy client. <laughs> crazy and people you have are everywhere. To be, so yeah, <laughs> I mean, isn't it? But you have to be patient. You can't expect to try and put people into a box and try no. and make X amount of money per hour. You have to be aware that spirit is so quirky, so individual. And also, there's no such thing as a casual client or an ordinary client. Everyone's got a huge story to tell, and you have to bring all your energy. You can't ever have a nice, easy day. If you're doing clients, you must always be ready for the kitchen sink. (laughs) It's uh, often the most ordinary-looking people the most outrageous stories <laughs> and everyone's different even now after 20 years i'm still being shocked and amazed by what people say and what i tell them if i ever said a crossword to anyone i regret that because in the end spirit will only tolerate kindness yeah and if my ego ever comes up that's a mistake because uh that isn't meant to be involved with my career okay well we want to find out a little bit more about about yourself so this is the yin yang round well, I'm just going to chuck out some 50-50 randomness to you and just go with your gut and we'll see where it takes us and find out a little bit more about yourself. Great. Okay. <laughs> Night or day? Uh, day. Tea or coffee? Coffee. London or Paris? Ah, oh, Paris. <laughs> America or Australia? America. Beer or vodka? Beer. And we're going to move on to the complete blank around, where you just got to complete the blanks for me. And again, we'll find out a little bit more about you. So the first one would be, your best friend would describe you as? Uh, quirky, colourful, um, exuberant. Now, this, is, this would be interesting because obviously what you said earlier about not what you fear, but what you've got to be aware of. Last time you were drunk was... Last time uh, I was drunk was at uh, um, a festival in some obscure field somewhere. <laughs> I forget where it was, but it was lovely. But hey, it's easier to, to get drunk in nature. <laughs> Brilliant. Hey, sounds, sounds good. Sounds good. Well, I think you answered this one earlier, but we, we'll see. Your favourite film of all time is? Inception. Yeah, I thought, I thought that'd be it. That's... It's a brilliant movie. I love the new film Lucy as well. That is a great film. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. I've seen it advertised. It's so. a great film about enlightenment, and oh. uh, it shows you what 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 enlightenment might be like. So brilliant. That's only like, just that's only just out, isn't it? It's literally just... yeah. It is the new Matrix. I love it. Oh, brilliant! Oh, 
I've got a flight in a couple of days, and hopefully, if it's around yeah that sort of time, it should hopefully be on the movies there. That could be a good one. Yeah. If I was to visit your sort of where you're originally from, so actually, where are you living now exactly in London? You said East London. Well, I'm in uh, Tooting, South London. Okay. So if I was to visit Tooting, I should uh, buy a curry, uh, go shopping in the market. Um, the whole world lives here. Oh, I love curries. Okay, we're pretty much to the alpha round now. I mean, we've had so many good bits of in, well insight and advice as well. This is where you're going to give us any more tools, tips and resources. And we'll start that off with, have you got a particularly good book recommendation on this subject that you'd, you'd think would help maybe people, not like a guide for dummies, but <laughs> maybe people who, who aren't so familiar with this world, who are just sort of scratching the surface but are interested to find out more? Well, there's two books. One is kind of like um, um, the book that everybody reads, which is kind of Louise Hay, Heal Your Life. Okay. It's like the first amazing book written about the human system and how your mind affects your health. But the book that I love the most is uh, Focal's Pendulum by Umberto Eco, which is kind of like um, a fiction book, but really it gives away the whole history of our culture for the last thousand years and the whole history of esoteric culture. And it's a good survey of all the different ideas about the esoteric heritage of the West and what really affects people are these issues of magic and faith. So that's a good book, Focal's Pendulum. It's quite a big book, not everyone can read it, but actually it gives you everything you need about history that is useful if you want to be a psychic. Have you got a particular sort of habit that you do, if not daily, almost daily, that really keeps you productive and on the straight and narrow? Something that's really sort of an important priority for your day. What I would say is that um, I know when to when to rest and when to take time out. It's like you have to go on autopilot. You must know when to stop, when to rest, when to take total time out. Because it's like the mind has a big reset button. Mm -hmm. You have to know when to press reset and start again. That's a trick to conquering stress. It's like a power nap or crashing out know when to press reset. In your work or in, just in your daily life, have you got a particular sort of productivity resource that you use? It could be high-tech or low-tech that you use. And, you know, if, if I was to take it away from you, you'd be pretty annoyed and uh, it helps you be productive. Well, when you get phone calls out of the blue, you don't even know who the client is and you're feeling a bit like not ready. Yeah. You've got to have your favourite pack of tarot cards with you because all the energy is in the pictures and the pictures generate stories okay. so you want to have your little favorite pack of tarot with you so you can get into like fast start get moving and then start to really get engaged with the client that's why symbols are good because you want to have something to sort of get you started and then to really get moving and go deeper okay um, yeah. i don't want to be a complete guinea pig but um have you got your cards near you to hand now i mean because I say, I've got no idea about the cards. Obviously, if you pulled out like a death card, I'd be very concerned. But do you want to uh, have a go? <laughs> Is that 20 seconds. Let me find my cards, yeah? <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> just so you know, Tarot Virgin, you are the first. I've never had any of this sort of stuff done. So um, be gentle. Okay, well, just uh, um, blow down a line onto the card. Just blow. Okay. Oh, sorry. Blow. 
This is into a microphone. I don't know if that will affect it. No, it's perfect. Uh-oh. Your sphere energy crossing the airwaves, crossing space. We're just going to take three cars to look at who you are now and where you're going next. And as you said, these are just symbols. So five of wands, you're really on your career path. You're active. You're dynamic. You're full of energy. It's that energy of fire, of passion. So, oh, I like it. <laughs> yes, it's about just doing what you're doing now. Keep on doing it. Be focused. You've got a very positive, dynamic energy, and the card wants to really kind of uh, encourage you to keep being positive, dynamic, and and a nice person because you're doing the right thing. Oh, okay? well, thanks. That that was that was good. That was painless. That was <laughs> I was I was worried. I'm not worried, but you know that was interesting. But um, as well because I'm. You said about knowing when to rest. I'm on a, I train quite a bit anyway, sort of daily, but I'm, I'm on a rest, kind of rest day, but not planned, but mainly because I felt a little bit run down, like almost to the verge of biting off more than I could chew work-wise and training-wise, trying to fit everything in. So today has been a, a nice, relaxed day, generally, with my boys, but no, that's interesting. Oh, great. Let's pick one more card before you okay, go. Okay, let's go. I'm getting into this now. <laughs> ah, you've got the judgment card. That uh -oh. says you're moving into a spiritual phase. Okay. So you're on some kind of quest or journey. Yes. You're going to encounter spirit, and you're going to a very wonderful place or power spot where the next revelation will come through to you. So it's the power of the angelic messengers, uh, the power of the eagle. It's about just receiving a very high information source uh, and being aware that, you're, that you are about to really affect the world and you're broadcasting some really important energies uh, from, from the higher planes. So that's a very good card for being spiritually aware. Wow. And, um, yeah. Cool. I feel like quitting while we're ahead, but if you want to do another one, go for it. But one more, one it, more. Okay, okay. Uh oh, this, oh <laughs> so, right. I so I so like to quit even, while we're ahead. It's even better. You've oh. got, you've got the chariot card here, and this is a so you, you've got a really powerful card, and that is about really going forwards, uh, being very focused, like you're riding into a whole new um, domain. Cool. And I'm it, picturing <laughs> gladiator at the moment on a chariot. <laughs> Yeah, you are. That's how it looks in the card. You are a gladiator in a chariot. You're riding your horses. And one horse is spiritual and one horse is material. And you okay. need both. You okay. need to, to ride both horses. There's no contradiction in that. Yeah. You need to be both spiritual and material. But you're putting on your golden crown... And you're going into a very kind of dynamic six months where everything will start happening for you and the whole world will open up to you. Oh, and it, This is because, really interesting. Yes. Yeah. So I think it's because basically that you are a positive person. And the key to you know handling a very big workload is just to be nice to people. That yeah, really definitely. Help you a lot. Too. Well, Michael, that's really interesting that you put that figure of six months on it because we are literally, and I know you didn't know this, we are literally moving to America in six months. And, oh, really? And literally, like like you say, it's we got a lot coming in the next six months and lots to do, and it's exciting, and you know this is going brilliantly, and but we've obviously got, as you would do, moving to another country, got lots lots to organise, and yeah, lots to get. Oh, it's brilliant. So thanks for that. <laughs> Well done. 
Great. Well, listen, um, this, the guides are very keen on what you're doing. They're blessing you. Clearly, things will work out for you, and no doubt, spirit is guiding you to, uh, to do what you have to do. So, well done. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Cheers. That was. <laughs> I think. Oh, yeah. That's. I don't need another tarot card reading. I'll, I'll stick with that one. <laughs> that's brilliant. Who do you think I should interview next or very soon? I was looking for maybe a couple of recommendations. It could be maybe a well-known recommendation or it could be someone who's completely under the radar that you think is a bit of an alpha or is, could bring some kind of value to the show. So I want to recommend uh, Rachel Elnor, who kind of runs the whole thing. Okay. And, she, and this is Source TV, guys. That yeah, we, yeah. Yeah. So Rachel Elnor... She was on Dragon's Den. Now she's very big. Oh, I know the yeah, I know the lady. Yeah. yeah now she's very big in the New Age world. Very interesting person to talk yeah, to. Yeah, and obviously she's no slouch in business if she was on Dragon's Den as well. That's, uh, that's, that's a. That's cool so she's show. got a good understanding of how the, of, of how the two worlds kind of interrelate. Oh, that'd be that'd be really yeah, really interesting. And I also want to recommend uh, Lucinda Randolph because she's a very kind of new star who's written a whole book about grief and going into spirit, but has got a positive view about that and is very charismatic, got a very interesting part in show business. What's the best way people can connect with you if they want to find out more, if they want their tarot cards read themselves? Because I, I like that. So <laughs> people might want to find out a bit more about you. What's the best way to connect? Very simply, my email is tarotmike at yahoo.com. And otherwise, to, to, to see my picture and get a, a, a little uh, bio, I'm on that source.tv page. Yep. So go to source.tv forward slash Michael Day. And Brilliant. Nice pictures of me and where I've been. So, yeah. That's absolutely brilliant. Well, Michael, thank you so much. for. T oh, I just want to, I usually start the show, but we just got straight into it with a kind of like success or alpha quote or a quote that really resonates with you. Is there anything that springs to mind to finish the show? Dalai Lama, kindness is the highest religion. Just be kind. Oh, I like it. That's a beautiful way to go, definitely. Well, thanks so much for your time today, Michael. It's been brilliant. I've loved it. Great. Well done. <laughs> Thank you so much. Check out this fantastic podcast. Do the little guy a favor. Subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my back. Announcing now the Alpha Ultimatum. This is an eight-week training that you can take on men from anywhere all over the world. And this will take you through ultimately up-leveling your life in all areas. So, at this stage, if you're interested, all you need to do, get in touch. So this is going to be the only way to work with Awakening Your Alpha and myself launching this winter the Awakening Alpha podcast live limitless